The crack is back, ladies and gentlemen, and we have some very exciting news, but you're going to have to wait till the back end of the show for me to reveal all. It's big, groundbreaking, but what a weekend we've had in MMA. Ilya Tapuria with this absolute masterclass over Josh Emmett. I was actually trying to find someone from Spain to speak about his impact. You know, Sergio Ramos there, a, a Spanish legend, the Spanish captain. World Cups, all that stuff. European Cups, of course, with Real Madrid. And uh, Torres also there. I mean, huge cultural figures from Spain showing up for this guy's fight. And then he wins in such a dramatic way. Well, not dramatic, I suppose, but it was just a masterclass. Five rounds of absolute bludgeoning. I felt he even let the foot off the gas at the in the fifth round. Like, I feel like the ref could have stopped the fight. I think he was thinking he'd stop the fight. And Emma kind of got back into it. Well, he didn't win the round, but he was back in it more than he was. Emma's a warrior, dude. Incredible. I just really wanted to speak to someone and see if this is having the kind of impact McGregor had in, in Ireland. And everybody not really knowing what MMA is and then suddenly, boom, here's this guy. I have a feeling that's what it is. Like, to have those guys showing up at your fight is, is pretty crazy. Also, the retirement of Stephen Ray. I mean, what a guy. He, he fought Clay Collard. He was stopped three fights in a row. He said he had enough. A legend of Scottish MMA. A real, like a real legend, really. He fought everywhere. He had the Cage Warriors run, then leading into the UFC, and then PFL. Had a great run with PFL, too. Stevie's got a lot going on at home with his daughter being unwell. Anyone who follows on Instagram will know all about this, but he's a great lad. And, um... Wish only the best for him ahead. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with himself now that he's hung them up. I feel like he is one of those MMA retirements where he's not going to be completely retired forever, though. That's just my general feeling. I mean, the biggest talking point in MMA this week is Elon Musk v. Mark Zuckerberg. I feel like they're taking the piss out of me. I genuinely feel like this is a joke and they're trying to get me to react in a mental way. Like I did on The Ringer last week when Ariel made fun of me not knowing that Showtime were owned by Viacom. I regret my outburst. These things happen, you know. It's not the first time I've been furious and swearing blindly on a podcast, but these things happen. But yeah, this this Musk and Zuckerberg thing, it just stinks to me, dude. Like, uh, I think it's just rotten. I mean, we already had Zuckerberg taking over the Apex that night. I feel like this billionaire just got into martial arts last year and now he's like wanting to main event a UFC event. Elon Musk is 51, dude. I don't know. It just all feels a bit weird and it stinks to be honest the only kind of silver lining that you have in this is the fact that they're saying they're going to give it to charity they give the whatever proceeds dana's been on tmz he's been on pat mcafee's show and he's talking about this hundreds of millions they're going to donate i just couldn't get my head around it so i had to bring back the man a lot of people got on to me about phil o'connor when he came on the show for the katie taylor episode anyone who listens to the ringer mma show back in the days when we could take calls and everything will know all about phil He's absolutely tremendous. He's a hero of mine. Um, I met him many years ago when he was just coming, dipping his toe in MMA for the first time. I think he's like a purple belt in jiu-jitsu now. When there's a big article written about MMA and it does international rounds, it's usually because him, he's writing it for Reuters, which is the biggest newswire in the world. He's based in Sweden. He's always very busy. I think it was his fifth podcast of the day. And uh, you're going to hear what his first podcast of the day was all about, which is quite hilarious. But yes, it's the great Phil O'Connor. He is back on the crack. And I just needed him to really get my head around this whole Elon Musk and uh, Mark Zuckerberg thing. Of course, um, I only feel stronger about my inclination that this is complete bullshit after speaking to Phil. And he has a tendency to do that. He has well thought out arguments as to why this is terrible. And that's what I needed. I needed to take his opinions, take them on his mind, and then just regurgitate them on Thursday when we do the Ring of my show. Anyway, he's one of my best mates. He's one of the 
great mentors I've had in journalism. You'll find him on Reuters and his own podcast, Airman in Stockholm. And he also does the Global Gale, which would be of interest to Irish fans because he interviews Irish people from all over the world and all different types of walks of life. And uh, it's really, really enjoyable. Everything he does is class. He did a thing about Chrissy Dignam from Aslan, a very famous Irish band. Uh, Chrissy died recently after a long battle with cancer. And he just went live on Twitter spaces and it was absolutely unbelievable. I'm sitting in the sitting room crying listening to him. He's amazing. The most passionate man you'll ever meet about absolutely everything. Phil O'Connor. Talk to you on the other end for the big news. You asked for it and I'm giving it to you. On the back of his amazing showing on our Katie Taylor podcast a couple of months back, it was the return of my great friend, uh, my, one of the most brilliant mentors I've ever had in the sport and one of the best in the game. It is of Reuters and our man in Stockholm, Mr. Phil O'Connor is back. And can I just say, Phil, I want to apologize to you in advance. And I told you this before we went live because I, I have you up on my Mount Rushmore of, uh, you know, journalists and broadcasters. And I've brought you on to talk about one of the most ridiculous things ever, which is Elon Musk v. Mark Zuckerberg. But I'm glad to hear that. Before we're, you, you, you're doing this today, this appearance on The Crack, you had a 50-minute conversation with someone about horse semen. So that warms my heart to know that I'm not the only one doing this. I hope it's not the horse semen that's warming your heart, Peter, because <laughs> I would question your fashion choices if that was happening. But yeah... I've just spent a, a long time talking to a gentleman about horse semen because it's big business, okay? Uh, €1,500 Euros for half, uh, like I think it's like milliliters or something like that. It's the most amazing thing. And I have to say, I am questioning my life choices when so much of my time is spent uh, discussing such a niche subject. But uh, you will find the results of that on my podcast feed, the Arrowman and Stockholm podcast feed later on. But that, my friend, is not what you brought me on here to talk about today, is it? No, it isn't. But I mean, I mean, you're talking big business. I've brought you on to talk about what Dana White has claimed will be the biggest fight of all time between 51 year old engineer Elon Musk and 39 year old white belt uh, Mark Zuckerberg. I believe he's a white belt anyway. I mean, I know he's won some competitions or whatever, but haven't we all? But how crazy is this? Is it just me? Is this absolutely insane? This is actually the logical conclusion of what we've been seeing in influencer boxing, Peter. Okay, what better climax could you have to this wave of garbage made famous on social media than the two people who actually fucking own social media getting in there and throwing it down? This is it. This is the vortex. After this, there's just a black hole in the sport, right? But the problem there is that, you know, you can discuss the merits of somebody like Jake Paul learning to box and fighting, you know, but this, what's happening here should take place basically outside a nightclub in Los Angeles or a parking lot in Albuquerque, New Mexico, right? Or a gym in Vegas, because, you know, where else would you watch white belts competing and not fucking laugh at them? You know, it's just ridiculous. I mean, it should absolutely not have the president of the UFC saying it's, the, you know, the biggest fight of all time, because that to me is an insult to every fighter, professional, amateur, who's ever done anything, you know, but this is just, it's appalling, but I can fully understand why it's new but I also hope that it's going to kill the idea of influencer boxing being anything like regular sport whatsoever. Because like you say, a 52 year, you know, two nerds getting in a cage, you know, I mean, okay, we'll watch it. We'll hate watch it, but it has no value whatsoever to humankind. That was amazing. That is such a good uh, framing of it with the Jake Paul situation and everything. Like, I guess my feeling on this, and, and it's somewhat, I know it's incorrect because I always 
get to this point when something happens in MMA. I'm always like, you know, you'd never see the headline, Oprah Winfrey, Winfrey to play in the US Open or Jeff uh, uh, Bezos, Bezos to play on the Reuter Cup team for America or whatever. You know, it, it's always MMA. And to a certain extent, I guess it needs to be MMA because it's never going to be a mainstream, mainstream sport like these other ones. But I'm not crazy in thinking that this kind of bullshit could not happen in any other sport, right? Uh, no, I think the closest I've ever come was hearing rumours that Usain Bolt uh, was being looked at by various yes. different professional soccer clubs, right? Uh, Usain Bolt's manager for many years, a guy called Ricky Sims, who's from County Donegal, which uh, made it very easy what? for me to get on Usain. Stick with me, Peter. I'll teach you all the contacts <laughs> as we go, right? So I was in Oslo one night and uh, talking to Usain Bolt at a press conference about, you know, his love of Manchester United and maybe playing for Manchester United, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, as his manager, Ricky Sims said at the time, he might be better playing for Finn Harps in the League of Ireland, which is a tiny soccer club up in Donegal instead. That's the closest I've ever come to hearing this nonsense that we're hearing about now, right? So, you know, I think that this is actually damaging though, Peter. You know, for a sport that we've spent so long, we spent years trying to get away from the image of MMA as being the fourth ring in a three-ring circus, right? The freak show in the corner, the people see out of the corner of their eye when they go to buy their candy, candy floss, right? And this idiocy just blows away every credibility, every ounce of credibility that the sport has in one fell swoop, right? You know, the whole thing, oh, it's not a sport. It's not to be taken seriously. All that stuff's going to be out again, not because these two guys want to fight, right? There's guys all over the place who want to fight. But when you have Dana White coming out and giving this any sort of credibility whatsoever, I think that's going to be hugely damaging to the sport of MMA. And the other thing that it does, Peter, is it, it creates this idea that what Conor McGregor and what Amanda Nunes and what Ronda Rousey and George St. Pierre and, and Chris Cyborg have done is something easy. It's something accessible. It's something that any idiot with enough money can just go in there and do, right? And if you think that that's weird, it's not. Because what Influencer Boxing has done, I was talking to Wayne McCullough, the, pro the pocket rocket, won a silver medal for Ireland and Barcelona back in January. And he has a gym now in Las Vegas, a very small gym because he was very selective about who he works with. But it's a brilliant gym all the same and he's a great coach. And he was telling me, he has kids who turn up and he says, okay, why do you want to learn to box? And they go, well, I want to make $5 million. And he goes, well, what? Uh, how many fights have you had as an amateur? Oh, none. But I've seen a lot of stuff on Instagram, right? And oh. that's what this is doing to the sport. And that's why it really needs to be killed like the puppy that nobody wants, just drowned in a sack somewhere. Jesus Christ, Phil. You know, that's that's hitting close to home with Reginald. Uh, am downstairs. I being cleared about what I think of this, Peter? <laughs> Get off the fence. Get off the fence. <laughs> but you mentioned there about Dana. And... I genuinely haven't seen him this excited since Mayweather McGregor, I don't think. You know, maybe Fight Island when he cured COVID that time. He got, a, he got a bit excited that time as well. But, like, he's on TMZ, the biggest fight of all time. He's on Pat McAfee's huge show, of course, the biggest fight of all time. It's it's weird that this is the thing. Like, he's posted on social media with him with the T-shirt on and everything. Like, he's explaining to these guys, like, that Zuckerberg has done jiu-jitsu, so that makes him an amazing fighter. Um, Elon Musk likes martial arts, and he's been in lots of street fights growing up in South Africa. If that's the criteria, I should be the world champion of the UFC. I mean, this is ridiculous. I will be fighting on the undercard of this fight if that's the case, right? Possibly against you in a no holds <laughs> I don't want that no weight class match, right? You know, you see, this is the thing. 
what what this is the universe trying to tell us here peter we talk about manifesting things into existence right the law of attraction all this and you know it's a big thing among fighters and among fight fans too what i think the universe is trying to tell us here is that we need to say no to rich people much more often right <laughs> the reason that dane is so excited about this is because the man has no more mountains left to climb he has more money than god he can wave his hand at something and do whatever he wants so obviously this is the kind of thing that other rich boys fight and i'm going to put them in a cage i'm going to make this into a thing you know it really is this mutant of a fight that he's trying to put together i'm going to make this happen solely because people are going to hate me for it that's what we're down to here right this should be one of those things you know when you sit in a bar with your friends right and you say if i played with the manchester united team that played in the premier league this season how many goals would, would i score right if i played with the golden state warriors with steph curry and clay thompson draymond green how many points would i score the answer is fucking none okay and you shouldn't even be having this conversation and putting it out online because you're an idiot, right? The answer is none. You have no talent, no discernible talent for this thing. Just because you're good at one thing doesn't mean you're good at the other thing, right? These, like I say, these should die, either take it outside and fight outside the bar, but these conversations should never leave there. And these guys do this because they have nothing better to do. They have this money. They can do whatever they want. They don't have to manifest things into existence. They can just throw a whole heap of cash at it, right? And what's going to be really embarrassing now is to see, you know, the so the pale and pudgy Elon Musk going into a gym with somebody and preparing for this kind of thing and looking absolutely horrific and people coming out and talking about sparring footage and knockdowns and all of this kind of thing as if this is something that any human being on the planet should ever give a shit about, right? So this is what we're facing into now. What I really hope happens is that it becomes Zuffa Boxing, which was stillborn after McGregor fought Mayweather right. and was never mentioned again. You know, I mean, I think Helwani Boxing was actually the bigger of the two promotions there for a little while. <laughs> Uh, you know, so th this, but it, it really is, it's frightening, Peter, because what I'd really love to see is people like that realizing that the whole world doesn't revolve around them, right? And I include Dana White in this, and I include Mark Zuckerberg in this, and I include Elon Musk in this. If you really want to do something for combat sports, if you really want to raise the profile of combat sports, open a hundred gyms in Africa and in Asia and in Southern Europe and in the States in America where nobody's ever touched these things. Pay coaches 50, 60, $70,000 a year to take in a hundred kids a week and show them how to fight and teach them the martial arts, right? They're called the martial arts for a reason. They're based on a hierarchy, right? We wear belts. We respect people because they've done things that we can't do and they they know things that we have yet to learn. You don't just walk into a, a jiu-jitsu gym with a big bag of money and say, now I'm a black belt, give it to me. No, no, there's a path to be traveled here. So you either do one thing, you either go into the gym and you train for five or six years, you shut the fuck up while you're doing it and then you go fight or else you take a backseat and say, that's not the guy I am. Do you know what I'll do? I'll fund this. I won't just make me better by making this about me. I'll shut up and I'll just put this money in there and I'll make a hundred or a thousand or a million other people better. I'll educate coaches who'll educate more coaches. And that's how I'll make mixed martial arts better rather than doing this set piece of absolute nonsense, this temple of absolute bullshit that we're going to be forced to watch at some point in the future. Because regardless of what Phil O'Connor says and regardless of what the crack podcast and PT Carl and Reggie the dog say, you and I know we're both going to be sitting ringside when this happens. <laughs> that's, that's the sick part of it, right? Like you mentioned earlier, right? McGregor and Nunes, these amazing achievements they had. Like the first thing that I thought of um, when I saw this was like, I don't know if you're familiar with the, the controversial rapper 6ix9ine, but he brought out a, an album, Takeshi 6ix9ine, sorry. He brought out an album and I watched a documentary about this guy. And 
because he felt like he needed a gang affiliation to put him over with with the crowd. He bought an affiliation to like the the Crips or the Bloods or one of these, and so he could say like make reference to being in this gang on his album. So he paid money to to get that done, and was later found out and absolutely ostracized. Or else, do you ever see those videos online where? Guys dress up in full military uniform in the States to get a discount on a certain day. It's called Stolen Valor, I believe. Yes. Like, how? Like, the, the situation with the UFC is fighters are afraid to say things. Sorry, there goes my pen. Fighters are af- afraid to say things in case it upsets the powers that be, in case it upsets the brass. Like, do you expect any pushback from the athletes who have made this what it is now? Like, back when we started talking about this sport, it was nowhere near what it is now. Be- before McGregor did what he did, before he made it have this mass appeal. And as you say, I agree with you. I do think it makes a mockery of what is meant to be the Mount Everest of this sport, putting these guys in there. Do you expect any kickback from the the fighters, the Nunes, the McGregors, people like this? I think the retired fighters will have something to say about it. Basically, the people who aren't dependent on Dana White, you know, for for their day's work or for their their salary for the year are going to come out against it. I think it does. Like, I just think that... This is something that we've so many people have fought so hard for, right? And I, I compare it in a way to where women's soccer is in the world at the moment, right? People are now standing on the shoulders of giants, right? There's women who've gone before the current generation of players who might be making hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars, right? But the people who laid the foundation for them never earned a dime, right? And if you go back, we, we know so many casualties in boxing and MMA who paved the way for the fighters of today, the Conor McGregor's to sleep in the silk sheets, right? And that's where the hard part is for me. But again, it's because it's one of those things and because this will become Dana's pet project for a little while and he'll talk it up as the greatest fight of all time and you know he is a newsworthy figure so we'll probably have no choice but to report what he says about it but if we lose sight of what this is right a while ago there we had a sort of a golden age of MMA we had amazing champions we had Amanda Nunes we had Ronda Rousey people who basically created women's MMA overnight you know but Julie Kenzie went before them and is never mentioned in the same breath despite being a sort of a pioneer of the game right and that's what I don't want this to distract from because you'll see legends of soccer you know guys who played for Manchester United who are now 45-50 playing against you know, they're, they're uh, guys they used to play against for Liverpool and that kind of thing. But that's treated in that way. It's a kick yes. around. It's not treated seriously. There's no, you know, media tours. There's no, oh, you know, I'm going to kick this guy's ass and that kind of thing. Can you imagine, right? I mean, McGregor against Mayweather was a big enough media shit show as it was. Can you imagine if these two clowns are out on Facebook and Twitter and John at it, like two uncles at a wedding? Like, you know, I mean, if anything, somebody should take them around the back and just give the two of them a hiding and we'll never mention it again, you know? And <laughs> That's the danger here is that it's not that these two guys want to do it because they're rich and they're idiots. They're fine. They're like, go, yeah, but go do it in a gym where nobody has to watch it. The danger here, the stick of dynamite being thrown into the elevator here is Dana White because he's the man who brings in credibility. And if he says it's okay, well, then it has to be okay. This is absolutely not okay. Two more for you, Phil. And very well put there Dana White being the stick of dynamite like because yeah you're dead right blokes all over the world want to fight each other sometimes for just looking at each other the wrong way there's nothing strange there but it's his and his platform that he provides that adds a bit of weirdness to the whole situation first of my last two does the charity aspect of this give them a pass because that's something that Dana White is driving home every time like he's getting carried away speaking about this he suddenly starts describing the lack of ability these two have as he's trying to feign like they're really great fighters. And then he moves it straight on to like, this is going to make hundreds. And then he stops himself. This could make hundreds of millions for charity because uh, 
you know, Dana doesn't want to be giving out exact numbers, I suppose, but does the charity element of this give it a pass? Like if, if we're talking hundreds of millions these guys will make, is it worth it then? Is it worth the sanctity of the UFC uh, at that point? No. And the reason for that no is because they could just give that money to charity and nobody would ever have to listen to their bullshit, right? Peter, this is about ego, right? It's about two wealthy people or three wealthy people, if you include Dana White, and nobody being able to say no to them, right? They're doing this not for charity. And I mean, if people benefit from them, that's a magnificent thing. Let us not take away from that. The world could do with more of that, right? But it is what they are getting in return. It is the chance to make that walk from the the locker room to the cage that very few are chosen to do in front of an arena packed with people is the chance to be on that stage to show what you do. I'm sorry, you don't get to, to do that just because you got money. You have to earn that, right? You have to earn every stripe on that belt. You have to earn that belt around your waist. Money is no shortcut to that, right? You have to put in the time and the sweat and the effort and the respect into that, right? The charity thing is just a red herring. Charity is what people with money always turn to when they don't want to look like dicks for doing whatever they want, right? So that is absolutely... That is no excuse whatsoever to me. You want to give money to charity, give money to charity, but do me a favor and shut the fuck up because the only reason you're telling me you're doing it is to make you look better, not to help anybody else. Oh, Phil. Oh, you're like, you're just like ejecting pure adrenaline to me when you speak. Yeah, one more. Give me that one more. Come on. <laughs> last one. Last one. And thank you so much. Once again, I'm going to be inundated with requests to get you back on to speak. I'm going to have to try and find the most obscurest bullshit I can find if this gets you in the mood that I. It doesn't matter what you bring. I'm bringing the fire anyway. <laughs> Final question Does this happen? Not if, not do you want it to happen? Does this happen? Everything that's involved here, as you said, three of the richest men in the world here um, as the protagonist in this story. Does it come together and does this bastardization take place? I like I am an optimist, Peter. I love my fellow man and woman. I want everything that is best in the world, but I also believe that the worst possible things are going to happen. Therefore, this is going to happen. We <laughs> will have to listen to this. You and I will have to fly across the Atlantic and sit there cage side and treat this as if it was adding anything to the total sum of human experience, when in fact it is sucking the will to live and the desire to exist and develop as a, as a race, as, as a species out of us. Just a tiny, tiny little bit more, even more so than anything Jake Paul could do against Nate Diaz. I do think it's going to happen, and I do think that humanity is going to be the worst off for it. But, and what I'm hoping for in this but, is that I hope that it's a wake-up call. When we see these two guys in there with Dana White sitting cage side, waving his newspaper and cheering them on, that we realise that we have to start saying no to rich people, right? Just because you're rich doesn't make you smart. We have to start looking around and go, hang on, maybe these guys don't have all the answers to our problems. Maybe those answers lie with ourselves, between ignoring these guys and helping one another, right? Rather than giving time and attention and oxygen to people who really, really, really do not deserve it. Philip O'Connor, he is from Reuters and the Arrowman in Stockholm podcast. Um, what's going on with you right now? Are you busy? Are you heading off to the, the Women's World Cup? Because you have, uh, uh, I get all my info on women's football from you, Phil. 
Yeah, do you know, like in some way I'm going to be involved, Peter. I'm doing a whole bunch of podcasts to sort of present uh, the Republic of Ireland are there for the first Woo! time, right? So I'm going to be talking to a lot of people about the different teams they're facing. I'm going to be talking to a girl who was in the squad until recently but is injured, so that's going to be coming out there. I'd love to be involved. I've been talking to various TV stations, both in Ireland and Sweden and abroad, about maybe being part of their panel discussions. We live in hope that that would happen. But, like, you know, you know me, Peter. I'm always out there looking for stories, and they don't necessarily have to be about horse semen. That's the one thing people need to know about me, right? <laughs> And they also don't need to be about Zuckerberg or Musk or anything else like that. But I'm just looking for the good stories around athletes who really, really deserve the shine that we're giving to these people. Phil, you're an absolute legend. I love speaking to you online or offline. It's always a pleasure. And thank you for everything you do for me. And thank you so much for joining us again, The Crack. I mean, I'm going to have to make this thing a regular thing. I'm going to have to try and start out a salary for you or something. You're so good every time you come on. Anytime you want me, you know where to find me. I love you, man. God bless. God bless. He never fails. Phil O'Connor is the best. Man, he is literally, I always say it to him when he's on me, but it's like injecting me with pure adrenaline when that man's on the show. He is unbelievable. The most passionate man. Like, and I mean, I feel like he, he's always ready to go. He just shoots out like a lunatic and he's gone. Fantastic. Such well-thought-out things when you're just putting them on the spot. It's unbelievable. Anyway, for the big news. The crack is getting its own feed, ladies and gentlemen. We have been on the Ariel Awani show feed for a long time. We wanted to see how this went, and it has gone spectacularly for the hundreds of thousands who have listened so far. We've only started back in March, and we're talking hundreds of thousands. It's crazy. Well, over 100,000 anyway. You've been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. I love all the feedback. But now we're going to war by ourselves. I need all the support on the new feeds. Troy has done a wonderful job of putting all of the old episodes on the new feed, The Crack with P.T. Carroll. I believe there's going to be a note in the description where you can click in and it will take you to the feed. Please start liking and subscribing. I need you. I need your help. Don't give up on me now. Um, so this will be the second last show that's going up on um, the Helwani show feed. And I want to say a big thank you to Ariel to Troy, of course, to Oven, who did all the thumbnails, to Jordan, who did all the video that went up on the uh, the YouTube channel, and to Mysterious Frank, who has taken over the production in the last few weeks uh, in the absence of Troy. They're absolutely unbelievable at what they do. Absolutely brilliant. Um, this wouldn't be a thing without them. I'm actually very worried doing this by myself now, without the lads, because we had a little family going. But, uh, you know... Their commitments are to the Ariel Awani show and absolutely understand. I don't have a huge budget, you see. And uh, those boys, I mean, you're talking about, you're talking about the cream of the crop. But I'm really buzzing for this. It's been amazing so far. I think this has led to a lot of opportunities for me, just getting my face out there. For a long time, I was just doing the ring around my show and I need to get out of that show. And thank God Ariel pushed me and pushed me and pushed me. And I'm finally doing it. I'm loving it. I'm loving having a little spot to uh, do my own thing with and uh, spot like European MMA whenever I can. Um, obviously, this week was not so much European MMA. You know, sometimes you got to go with the big hitters. If there's a big piece of news, I want to talk about that too. And a lot of people don't want to talk about this kind of thing. But as far as I'm concerned, these are three of the most published guys in the world, like Dana White, Zuckerberg and Elon Musk. Everyone's going to be creating headlines about this. So we need to get a viewpoint in from the MMA world. And to me, the Takeshi 6 9 reference I made is completely relevant. It's crazy. Um, thank you all for listening. Please 
go to the new feed, like, subscribe, all that stuff. I need your help. I need your love. And we'll go from there. So the last two shows on the Ariel Awani feed. Again, thank you to everyone, all the lads who helped me. I love you all so much. Aunt Evans, Chuck, who's been on a million times. I'm sure Chuck will still be on. All the lads were just tremendous. Um, so thank you very much. Go over to the new feed. I love you all. Mwah. <laughs>